Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Hawaii announces a plan to lift all travel restrictions and the entire U.S. cruise ship industry may rest on the shoulders of one presidential hope for governor in Florida. Details are next. At 3.20, our Smarter Traveler segment is about booze on planes and cruise ships at sea. Gwen Duncan joins us for the non-drinking part. Beach Blanket Babylon ran in San Francisco for decades. Now the Club Fugazi is putting together a brand new show for the theater. We'll give you a sneak preview at 3.35. Mark, I know your travelers love going to the Laguna Pageant of the Masters. And at 3.50, we'll update everyone on this unique theatrical production under the stars. A little travel, a little entertainment. Could be why we're known as the Travel and Entertainment Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. I've got two tickets to paradise. Up to Alaska, go north to Russia zone. Welcome, everyone, to another beautiful Sunday afternoon and another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Your hosts are Mark Hoffman and Tom hey. Romano. That'd be us. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs> anyway, Mark, how you doing, huh? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, I, I did kind of cheat a little bit there. I welcomed everybody to a Sunday. And uh-huh. uh, even though at the moment that we are recording this program, because you are at the moment currently on the road and sometimes can't be at two places at one time, even though we've done that many times. So for those that, that uh, will let you in on a little secret, today's show is not live. <gasps> heaven forbid. I know. Heaven, heaven forbid. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I'll yep. make as many mistakes as I do on a live show. <laughs> today during the taping of this one so it'll be the same folks we got a little less adventurous after the whole ballpark deal a few weeks ago blew up on us a little bit but yeah well those things that but you know that's that's what makes it makes it real so yes in this case um one one little day ahead of time but i don't think that's going to change too much when it comes to the travel news there you go and with that being said at the top of every travel guys radio show we bring you up to date with the travel news, and with it, here's Mark. All right, the whole cruise ship industry is kind of sitting with bated breath right now. Uh, there was mediation involving the governor of Florida and the Center for Disease Control, and it fell apart. There is an impasse has been declared. Neither side, they weren't able to reach a compromise. This is important because the governor is saying nobody who comes to Florida is going to have to prove they've been vaccinated. The CDC says to the cruise lines who operate mainly in Florida, if you want to run cruises, you've got to prove that 95% of your passengers and 98% of your crew have been vaccinated. 
So you can see the catch-22 there. The governor says, no, the governor wants to support the cruise industry. Gwen Duncan is going to join us for the Smarter Traveler segment, and we're going to try to hash this out a little bit. In a roundabout way, this also affects the Alaska cruise season. So if you're planning on making a cruise any time in the next few months, you're going to keep your eye on the news this week to see if there is any breaking news there between the governor of Florida and the cruise ship industry. All right, airlines. United Airlines has announced they're going to give vaccinated flight attendants extra days off um, instead of a, a deal with their union. Instead of requiring that all the flight attendants get vaccinated, wouldn't you think, Tom? Logic. I mean, if you were a flight attendant, wouldn't you want to be? Oh, abs- oh, absolutely. But you know what? That's me. It's a comp. And it is complicated. Uh, if you get it, a chance to spend some time with some people that. Uh, for whatever the reason, have chosen to not want to go the vaccination way, and there are lots mm-hmm. of reasons why, uh, then, then then there you go. It uh, This world is made up with uh, a lot of different people with a lot of there different ideas. There you go. Well, uh, Bo- on, the air- on the airline side of news, Boeing and Alaska Airlines are going to test some new sustainable technologies in flight. These will not only reduce uh, pollution, but they will make flying safer. They involve a camera system on the new 777, some advanced technology winglets. You know, that's a, those little things on the end of the wing that stick up on the 737s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to they're, they're gonna put some more equipment out there. They're going to enhance safety by helping pilots avoid obstacles on the ground. You know, every once in a while, one of those planes is, they're backing one of those planes up or something. It runs into a wing or something of somebody. And boy, I'll tell you what, when that happens... Cha-ching, cha-ching. It costs <laughs> big dollars to put one of those planes back in the sky after it's run into another airplane. So anyway, some good some good news there from Boeing and the airlines. Here is some good news also for travelers from Hilton Honors starting in July. Those of you who are Hilton Honors members and have stayed enough nights to earn a breakfast benefit for your elite members, they are going to take away the breakfast benefit and replace it with a any time of the day food and beverage credit. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to have breakfast, you can have lunch or dinner or a couple of cocktails in the evening or however that you would like to uh, take care of your amenity there. So a great idea from Hilton, I'm suspecting. And boy, I'll tell you, look at the conversation we're having. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was kind of like stop by the lobby and we'll give you your continental uh, breakfast <laughs> in a bag. And, uh, and oh, by the way, eat it in your car. Uh, and uh-huh. now, and now we're talking. Look, look how far we've come. No, yeah. you're 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 absolutely right. Here is something. If you've listened to this program for a while, you know um, I had a great affection for uh, a gentleman named Anthony Bourdain, who had a show on CNN for a while and was a world traveler, an American chef, um, committed suicide in 2018. There is a movie coming out about his life. Um, it's more kind of a docudrama sort of thing. It's uh, going to be uh, previewed at the Tribeca Film Festival next week, and then it's going to open in theaters in the United States on July the 16th, and then it's later going to air on CNN and HBO. There is a link to the trailer of the movie at TravelGuysRadio.com. So if you are an Anthony Bourdain fan and you would like to see a little bit of this, um, I've already watched the trailer myself because I am a fan. So I will absolutely want to see that. Travelguysradio.com for the trailer of the new Anthony Bourdain docudrama. Previews next week. The EU has several countries have announced 
that uh, the certificate for travel, the COVID-19 certificate for travel, has already come into being in Bulgaria, Chechnya, Denmark, Germany, Greece, Croatia, and Poland have started using the digital COVID certificates for travel within the block. The United States is not in that program yet because until we let them come here, they are not going to let us go there. Seems somewhat fair. Online reservations are needed to, to enter Yosemite Park, even if you are going up there for a day and coming back at night. A reminder that you have to have a special day use pass to get into the park. If none are available, that means that they've already got as many people as they're looking for that day. Make sure you go online. It's a long drive to Yosemite. It's about seven and a half hours round trip. So make sure you've got a pass before you take off. Good idea. Hawaii is lifting all of its travel restrictions as vaccination rates rise. There is a little bit of an asterisk to this. Uh, The governor of Hawaii says that when the total vaccination rate reaches 60 percent, the Safe Travels program will accept vaccination cards from anywhere on the mainland. So no more testing. If you're vaccinated, when they get to 60 percent right now, they're at 52 so on the 15th of June, you will be able to fly inner island without any restriction. As soon as they get to 60%, they will take vaccination cards from anywhere on the mainland. They estimate that will be sometime in the next 30 days. When the vaccination rate in Hawaii reaches 70%, all travel restrictions will be limited and the safe travels program will be terminated. For updates, watch this space. Cruise ships, 10 of them have been approved by the CDC for testing and for and revenue sailings. We've been talking about that a lot. In our next segment, we're going to talk about it a little more. It involves, gosh, a variety of cruise lines and departure points, everything, uh, one of them leaving from Texas. Uh, the rest of them looks like all from different ports in Florida. Um, this is approval for these cruise lines and their ships to run the simulated voyages with the volunteer passengers who have paid very little or nothing to go out at sea and prove to the CDC and others that it's safe now to be on cruise ships again. There you go. Do you think uh, Do you think that's something that would Gwen would volunteer for? Do I think that's something that she would? Uh, that is interesting. Whether she mm-hmm. would volunteer to be for, one of the people? Yeah. We we need to ask her when she's when she joins us in the next segment because she's a big cruise ship fan and I know she sells a lot of cruises and she's very knowledgeable about them. Whether or not right now she would get her herself, she'd get on a cruise ship. That I would mean, that would, would be. Would you? That you know, well, only if I knew that everybody was vaccinated. Oh, you see, there you go. And, and, so and this... we weren't we weren't going very far out into the ocean. <laughs> okay. That would be my two qualifiers. I've never cruised, th- you know, and I, I a I, three I, I get, hour tour. I get I get motion sickness in my own bathtub. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, before we before we cut this off here, um, folks in California want people to remember to travel responsibly, so they have taken the word respect. And done. Uh, created an acronym: Roam responsibly, educate myself, safety first, preserve California, embrace community, celebrate culture, and teach others. So, if you're going to travel within the state of California, please respect the environment, respect each other, be kind to each other. Know that as you're getting out there on the road, a lot of businesses are operating without a full staff right now. So, smile and say thank you, even if the service isn't quite what you'd hoped. And that's your travel news for today. Amen to that. All right. Gwen Duncan joins us. We're going to talk cruises next here on The Travel Guys. Welcome. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, The Travel and Entertainment Guys. 
here to make you a smarter traveler. Don't forget now, links to our special guests always at TravelGuysRadio.com. Well, we've been talking about this. So we talked with Gwen Duncan last week about what's going on on the on the cruise front. And it's time to uh, bring Mark and Gwen together for a little bit of a head-to-head. And let's discuss what we know to this point in time, a little speculation on, on everybody's part. Somewhere along the line, I think there's going to be some information there that will, in fact, make you a smarter traveler and maybe help you decide when and where you may cruise next. Mark? Well, it, according to a Fox News station in Orlando, uh, representatives from the Florida governor's office, they were mediating between the state and the CDC because a federal judge last month said, look, you guys need to get together. We've got to get the cruise ship industry going here. Uh, we've got to figure out this impasse. The, the go- if you follow this, the governor says nobody coming to Florida is going to have to show a uh, proof of, of vaccination. The cruise lines, on the other hand, in order to get the approval to run their cruises, are being told by the CDC that they have to have 98% of their crew and 95% of their travelers vaccinated in order to be able to even try dry run cruises so this is really uh the governor's gotten himself into a spot here he he wants to stand for one thing and the biggest industry in his state kind of needs him to be a little bit flexible and so i thought that the person to ask about this is gwen duncan she is the cruise expert she is probably chomping on the bit to get people on boats and ships and rafts and whatever she can get them on all over the world. Gwen, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Well, thank you. So, Gwen, um, we we talked a little bit about, before the show started here, about this situation, and you've done some homework here and have come up, I think, with some, uh, some strong reasons that the governor says that here's his position and this is why. Yes. I'm going to say what his position is, and he's he's been pretty public about this. He feels that there's a violation to your health privacy is one. He's following kind of the Constitution on this. Um, and he believes he believes that uh, from his uh, recommendations from the medical experts that it's harmful for children to be vaccinated, and so that it makes it kind of discriminatory uh, if you're going to require vaccines and kids can't be vaccinated, it, or the parents choose not to vaccinate the kids following the, their uh, doctor's advice. Also, it seems to be discriminating against that industry compared to the airlines, rails, Walmarts, theme parks, and et cetera. He also um, was talking about the, what about the people who can't be vaccinated? Uh, those would be people who have particularly compromising health issues. And the doctors are recommending that they not be vaccinated. Or if you have been um, a carrier of covid that uh, you are immune. That's There's a controversy there, but he believes that you can't force somebody to take a vaccine when it might be harmful to them. And then, of course, there's questions about the validity of some of the testing. So he had some valid reasons, but that doesn't change the fact that he is going to be in a conflicting position because he's trying to support the cruise industry. He's you know, gotten himself in a, in a really difficult position and I, I i can't say that it's not kind of fun to watch because regardless of the party it's fun to watch a politician twisting in the wind every once in a while when they've they're trying to please everybody and that's what this man is trying to do the cruise industry in florida is a huge industry huge. and billions it involves, of dollars 
Oh, yes, a lot of jobs. And a lot. If, all you have to do is be at the Fort Lauderdale Airport for one afternoon to know how big the cruise industry is in the state That's of right. Florida. And it, it, that doesn't even count Miami. So somehow I think, I, I think, Gwen, this is just my hunch, but I think they're going to, the compromise here is going to be that these people are coming to Florida to get on a cruise ship. So their vacation basically is off Florida. And I think somehow they're going to wiggle somehow some kind of an exemption to their law or their rule there that will allow people who are coming for cruises to have, you know, a couple of days on each side of the cruise. I don't know what's going to happen if somebody wants to take a two-week vacation in Florida before their cruise or something. But my guess is that we're going to see some kind of a compromise because, my goodness, um, a court win in Florida for the governor – would result in an injunction against the CDC's conditional sailing order, which would mean the ships that have put forth itineraries for Alaska would not be able to offer them. So in a complicated way, this is really impacting the cruise industry all over the United States. Gwen, before we wrap this up, let me ask you um, here, um, how do you feel? You're a big cruise person. How do you feel about getting on a cruise ship right now? Personally, you know that I like selling cruises. That is one of my favorite things, and we used to do a lot of it. Personally, I would feel much more comfortable if I knew that everybody on the ship was vaccinated, so I wouldn't personally have to worry and go through the stress uh, that could be possible if I had to worry about, you know, that somebody next to me was not vaccinated. Um, yeah. So that's a personal choice, but but the, for those people who want to cruise, and that is a personal choice, uh, they do have options, things like cruise with confidence and stuff like that. That'll help those people who really want to go anyway. And um, and I'm going to recommend that everybody look into each individual cruise line to see how they could be protected should they have issues with COVID prior to or during their cruise. Well, and you mentioned last week to us, Gwen, uh, and something I want to emphasize again, especially since this is our Smarter Traveler segment, and you emphasized last week, if you're going to give somebody your money, make sure that you know what the conditions are for getting your money back um, that are COVID-related yeah. or, or, or things like that. So you don't get people into situations like they got in, themselves into a year and a half, two years ago. Gwen, yes. thank you so much. I, I kind of agree with you right now. I would be kind of uneasy about getting on a big cruise ship if i didn't know um that the vast majority of the folks were were vaccinated i get it that some people can't get the vaccination and i get that there are some groups that where we're still trying to figure all that out but by and large um the general public i i need them to be vaccinated it's when one of my tours goes out if all the people are vaccinated then everybody, you, you can see the visual sigh of relief in the room when you announce that to people. So thank you, Gwen. Yeah. If can, you I want to one, be able- can I make one more comment? Can I you make can. one more comment about passports? Passports. Uh, Absolutely. Big problem with passports. And we have to get your, if you're going to go for a renewal, expect 15 weeks to get your renewed passport. And so if you're planning on going somewhere, don't wait till last minute. If you're going somewhere between now and Christmas, you better renew your passport now. Gwen Duncan says so. You can also reach Gwen by going to TravelGuysRadio.com, and you will see a link there under this week's uh, links that says Cordially Yours Travel, so you can meet Gwen Duncan in person.
Hey, Mark, we mentioned in the headlines something about uh, booze on planes. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't want to let that get by without No, just real quickly here. The airlines are having a little dilemma. Um, Southwest delayed putting booze back on the planes. Now they say that they're going to. Um, the other airlines are kind of back and forth. It kind of seems to me like they're having all these problems with people behaving on planes. Why in the world? Would you want to get them drunk in the sky when they can't behave themselves in the first place? I mean, maybe what we should do is have a one-drink limit or a two-drink limit or something in the sky so that you can still have a cocktail if you wish. People who can behave themselves could still imbibe, but people who can't behave themselves would not be allowed to get face falling down drunk on the airplane. That's all. I just it was it was just it was smarter traveler. It seemed like a no-brainer sort of thing to me. There you go. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Thanks, Mark. Gwen, I have to ask, did you ever go to Beach Blanket Babylon in San Francisco? No. You missed it. Well, no, it's, it it's gone now, but you know what? There's a brand new uh, show that's going to be taking its place at the Club uh, Fugawi, and uh, we're going to have a special guest on right after the news to talk all about it. So, Gwen, uh, listeners, you all hang around right here on The Travel Guys. Hey there, my friends. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Links to our special guest today can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Let's put on our entertainment hat, Mark. Uh, You've got uh, a little bit of history with this venue that we're going to be talking about, but this time, something brand new. Tell us about it. Yeah, there's this. This is this is about old and 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 new. There's a there's a club in San Francisco, a small club that for many years was home of a great San Francisco tradition called Beach Blanket Babylon. I am certain that there are numerous people who are listening to this program right now who have just smiled, um, (laughs) thinking of the outrageousness of that program. It was known for its incredible hats, and it was very San Francisco. And it just was it 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 for all of the years that it played it was San Francisco. I mean, if you if you wanted to ask somebody what would you do, how would you how would you introduce someone to San Francisco and give them the proper introduction, you would take them to that show. So well, yeah. So forward. now comes word mm-hmm. that a new show is about to find its place to the same theater um, coming this fall. It's going to be very different, but very much the same in some ways. And David Dower is here with us. Um, he is the co-producer of the new show. David, welcome to the Travel Guys. Well, thank you so much. So, David, uh, tell us about this. Now that we've uh, titillated everybody out there, you all you have to do is <laughs> yeah. follow Beach Blanket Babylon. So, I mean, that should be easy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're not intimidated in any way, um, but we are excited to step into that space. Uh, you know, uh, Beach Blanket, for so many years, as you said, it was San Francisco for people. And there was a, a huge um, outcry of what will we do now when um, Beach Blanket was closing. And uh, we are uh, a group of people who most of us, uh, San Francisco expats, San Francisco natives, uh, we have been for the last 20 years developing a contemporary circus out of Montreal I'm one of the leading uh, contemporary circus companies in the world, actually. Um, and we're all from here. And so we have decided to come home and to do what we do, but in the space that Beach Blanket did what it did for so many years. 
And it's also the space where Thelonious Monk recorded uh, live albums in here, John Hendrick. It was the space of the first Grateful Dead album release party. Um, and so it's got a tremendous history, and we're just so excited to be extending that history. Every group that stepped onto this stage was the next thing. Beach Blanket wasn't Beach Blanket the first year it was performing either. And so we're really excited to be the next thing in Club Bugazi, and we are going to give them a run for their money as to how long they stayed. And you're right. Um, when Beach Blanket announced that uh, its long run was ending, um, there was a lot of sadness because it wasn't the show that people went and saw only once. They went and saw right. it many times over the years. So um, Beach Blanket mm-hmm. has moved on. You're doing something that is going to be a little more circus on the stage. Tell us what you can tell us, David. Absolutely. So the, the um, creators, the two artistic directors of the show, Shana Carroll and Gypsy Snyder, are um, San Francisco natives and Pickle Family Circus alumni. Uh, and uh, Shana, her dad, was um, the Chronicle um, columnist for 50 years, John Carroll, and uh, Gypsy's parents created Pickles. So what we wanted to do when coming back was to take up the space that Bee Blanket uh, emptied when it closed, which was that, that thing you did to fall in love with San Francisco, remember you were in love with San Francisco, or just to contact San Francisco as a visitor, uh, so we're creating a love letter to San Francisco told through contemporary circus. And so um, you'll see some of the leading acrobats in the world in this beautiful small venue. The venue will be uh, substantially altered. When you come in, it's actually been stripped back to its original bones. Um, the balcony's been removed, and you, the show will be taking place in and around you and in the air above you, and uh, you'll be <laughs> just immersed in this love letter uh, and when you come back out at the end of the night, you'll remember why you came to San Francisco in the first place. Whether you've been here for 50 years or you've been here for 10 minutes. Well, David, I was thinking of asking you uh, to describe what a uh, what it's going to be like. And it sounds to <laughs> me like it's, uh, it's like Circus de Soleil meets a small room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So one of the things, the reasons that Seven Fingers, the circus company that uh, we are from, one of the reasons we were created was because many of the um, founders, there were seven artistic directors founded it, uh, they were all Cirque du Soleil alums. And one of the things that they wanted to do in response to the Cirque du Soleil phenomena was to strip back the spectacle and get back to the human body. And so when you see a Seven Fingers performance throughout the night, you come to really know the performers. And by the time they're doing their death-defying feats or they take their bow, you feel very connected to them. And so this room is perfect for that. You will, I mean, some of the acrobats here, like um, the hand balancers and the uh, hoop divers and the trapeze artists, they, they are going to be right in your laps almost. Um, and then by the time the show is <laughs> over, you'll just want to hang out with them. Ah, cool. All right. Well, I, is there going to be a net to protect me from flying bodies uh, <laughs> falling from the sky? I, my gosh, I'm just imagining no, that- yeah, you know, you're, 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 you'll be an audience without a net, but we got plenty of spotters, and we'll be able to swoop you right up into the show. Great, okay. <laughs> David, when will it be opening? Do you have an opening yeah, date so yet? We, we are aiming to be in performance by the middle of September. Uh, tickets go on sale at the end of June. Um, that's about the first time you'll know exactly what the first performance is going to be because we're, we're having to create the room, the show, and the team all at the same time. And it's a bit of a 
you know, it's a circus act all onto itself to make this piece, uh, and it's a total act of love. Well, you threw out a little, uh, a little thing there, a little nugget, the pickle family circus mm-hmm. that you just kind of, mm-hmm. just kind of threw in there, and threw in that's there. yeah. Well, and if any anybody has ever seen uh, the pickle family circus, then they will have a real good idea of what you are trying to create. It's it's just all about fun and amazing and something going on all the time. So I exactly. I, I sincerely wish you luck. Like I, as I said at the beginning, uh, not a tough act to follow. It's only Beach Blanket Babylon. It only made people laugh for, <laughs> you know, three decades or so. So uh, no pressure. Um, it's not you like know, the media the will about- be sitting there ready to judge you in the first 20 minutes or anything like that. <laughs> right. One of the things about circus is that we're all the performers in circus. They're, they're the kind of people who are saying, I see what you did. Now watch me. Right. And, and so we, we're really yeah. happy they set the bar where they set it. And we are up to the challenge. Well, hopefully somewhere in that program, there will be a throwback to Beach Blanket. Maybe it will last <laughs> five seconds. Maybe there'll be a big hat somewhere or something that will that will tie mm. those those. Those two mm. things together. Yeah. 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 I, okay. No comment. Uh, I, under, I understand. You're going to have to show up to see. We're talking with David Dower. David, David is with the Seven Fingers Production Company. They are preparing a show to go into the old home of Beach Bank at Babylon, the Club Fugazi in San Francisco, downtown San Francisco. And it's going to open in September. Uh, who knows, Tom, maybe they'll have a press night or something and we'll get an opportunity to, to go and see this before, before it starts, because I am certain that sports leisure travelers will be all over it as soon as, uh, uh, given the opportunity, uh, David, I really thank you for your time today. Um, just please promise us when we get close to the opening in September, that you'll come back and talk to us again, when you know a little bit more about the show and whatever you can tell us about it. Anytime. Anytime, I'd be more than happy to, and I can't wait we, to see you all here at the theater. We'd love to. We'd love to help you sell a, a, a few tickets, especially uh, especially out of the gate. Uh, good luck to you. It sounds like you have something really exciting and fun, and that you've given some real thought to it being really San Francisco, which is is what you're replacing. So I wish you luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for the interest, and, and we'll see you when you get here. Hey, Mark, while we have a minute, uh, what's the latest on baseball trips with sports leisure vacations now that you guys uh, finally got your bus fixed? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's nothing wrong with the bus. The bus is cute. fine. <laughs> cute, cute, cute. You can go with sports leisure vacations to see the Giants play the Cardinals, the Mets, the Padres, or the Dodgers. Uh, you can see the A's against the Red Sox or the Yankees. A couple of those games are on 4th of July weekend. Go to... Uh, you go to TravelGuysRadio.com or just give us a call at Sports Leisure Vacations. If you are interested, the packages include game tickets, uh, lower-level seats, refreshments on the bus, transportation to the ballpark. It is the best way to go to the ballpark. How do I know? Because we've been doing it that way for 42 years. And what's that number again to call the Sports Leisure Vacations office? 916-361-2051. 916-361-2051. Okay, got it. As the travel and entertainment guys roll on to the Laguna Pageant of the Masters, we'll update you on this unique theatrical production under the stars. It's coming up next. Back 
Mark and Tom, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. We're just pouring through all the fun and entertaining things that there is to do in this sort of new world. By the way, links to our special guests, as always, can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark, uh, one of your favorite outings for I don't know how many years has been down in Southern California. Uh, I You've tried to explain this on the radio a few times. I've been there. <laughs> the 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 pageant of the masters and the pageant of the masters yes and uh, today we got a special guest that's going to bring it all into focus for us today right absolutely yes um she'll tell us all about this incredible cultural arts event that uh it it it's it almost defies description and that's why i've asked her to describe it for you sharbi haguchi is joining us uh from the Festival of the Arts and the Pageant of the Masters in Laguna Beach. Sharby, welcome to the Travel Guys. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. We have been bringing people to Laguna for many years to see the Pageant of the Masters. Can you capture, Sharby, for our listeners, can you paint them a picture of what the Pageant of the Masters is? I will do my best, but it is really one of those things that you have to see it to believe it. And I have to say, words, it's words kind of just don't do it justice, but I will do my best here. So what we do is we create this incredible theatrical production under the stars in which we take real people and we dress them up in costume and makeup and we um, put them on stage and they pose like famous works of art. And it sounds really bizarre, and uh, but it's quite beautiful. And these, they're called living pictures or tableau vivants. These recreations look exactly like the original works of art. And it can be a painting, a sculpture. Um, we have done posters before, but we do a variety of different type of art forms that we recreate now um like i said it's a theatrical performance so people that's presented on stage and you get to watch it from under the stars and it's accompanied by this some incredible beautiful orchestra music and we have a narrator that will share or tell the story about each piece that's presented on stage so it is unlike anything there's nothing like it anywhere else in the world and the other thing that makes it very, very unique are all the cast members, all the people that you're seeing on stage, they are all volunteers. It takes roughly about 500 volunteers for us to put on our show. Wow. Sharby, uh, give us a couple of paintings that were, are depicted uh, during the pageant of the Masters so I, to get a visual. Sure. Well, each year we have a different theme. And um, this year's theme is Made in America, and it's trailblazing artists and their stories. One piece, however, that the pageant is infamous for recreating at its traditional finale is Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. And spoiler alert, we will be doing it again in this year's show. It is a fan favorite, an audience favorite, and we will be creating again this year. So such artists as Leonardo da Vinci, as I said, The Last Supper, this year we'll be creating pieces by Edward Hopper, Norman Rockwell, Winslow Homer, Emmanuel Lewis, 
and I could go on and on and on, but uh, Mary Cassette, just some really beautiful pieces that are going to be created in the show. We're talking with Sharbi Higuchi, and she is uh, with the Pageant of the Masters and the Festival of the Arts in Laguna Beach. It's an annual event. We're talking a little bit about it. We've concentrated mostly on the Pageant of the Masters, but there's a, an art show that goes along with it's kind of an evening out. You come to the grounds, and there's all this magnificent art that you can look at before the show. Tell us uh, just a little bit about that, if you can, Charby. We have roughly about 120 artists whose artwork is being showcased. You, we have every medium that you could possibly imagine, from oil painting to sculpture to photography to even jewelry, some of my favorites. And while you're on the grounds, you have an opportunity not only just to view the art, but if you see something that you absolutely love, you can purchase it and take it home. Um, in addition to the incredible artwork, also have live entertainment, some music programs, wonderful junior art area where we have junior artists displaying their artwork. But there's so much to see and do and activity at the Festival Arts. And as you said, you truly can make a day of it. Come and visit the Festival Arts and have a glass of wine, go to the restaurant, enjoy the music, and then for the big finale, go and see the pageant of the Masters, which starts at roughly about 8.30 every single night. So let's get down to a few of the brass tacks here about the, the uh, pageant of the Masters. Um, how long has it been around? So basically, it started back in the 1930s during the Great Depression. It started, the pageant actually started as a publicity stunt, and it has grown in magical production that it is today. Outstanding. And so how do people attend the show if you're not going with the sports leisure vacations group and all of your tickets and your hotel and your air and everything have not already been taken care of and you want to go on your own or you're visiting friends in southern california how can people attend um and and when is the best time to go is there a better time to get tickets weekends weekdays can you give us any any wisdom that might help our our potential attendees get the best the best deal here here's a tip Go during the week, Monday through Thursday. There's some really wonderful seats available during that time because the pageant does generally sell out every single night. But do go during the week. Tickets um, are for the same seats are a little bit less expensive. And just go on to our website, and that's how you can purchase your pageant and the master's tickets. So go to our website or call our box office, and it's really that simple. Yeah, and simply go to TravelGuysRadio.com. We'll have a link for you right there. Uh, once again, TravelGuysRadio.com, and you can you can scope it out. I really want to, to take just a minute and thank you. Um, you have been terrific for um, our groups. I know you've worked with Patricia Hansen of our staff for many years. And, and, and sport, so. folks who go with Sports Leisure to the pageant uh, get a few little extra things that not everybody gets, and Sharby is kind of a part of that. Um, some of it's 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 not you know a million dollars in gold, but it's information and opportunities to to be a part of the pageant yes. in ways that other folks don't get to. Absolutely, and I love when you guys come down to visit. Such a great group, and you're right. So they get something a little special that most everyone else would not get. So hopefully, they will book with you and. Um, have a chance to learn a little bit, something a little bit different than our average audience goer will get to um, experience. But wow. I do enjoy 
That's great. You guys are just great. And we greatly appreciate your support because as a nonprofit, that allows us to continue to do what we do, which is about educating people about the arts. So thank you for your support over the years. You're welcome. There probably isn't anyone in Northern California that doesn't know someone in Southern California who might enjoy going out to a really unique cultural arts event. So if you have friends who have never heard of the Pageant of the Masters and they're the kind of people who would go to a museum or, I mean, really and truly, I'm not a cultural arts guy, and I thought this show was just like the coolest thing since Scotch Tape. Um, I I just really thought it was unique and fun, and I just have a hard time describing it to people. But you have all of those amazing volunteers, Sharvi, that come out on the stage and hold those poses um, in all yes. kinds of contortions and and with all kinds of spray paint on their bodies and costumes and all kinds of stuff. It really is a wonderful event. The Pageant of the Masters in Laguna Beach uh, this summer and every summer. Sharvi, thank you again so much for your time. Thank Best of you luck too, to you guys like that's... every nonprofit. I'm, I'm sure you're up against it a little bit. So, um Best of luck for a great season. Thank you. Come out to see us. Come out and please enjoy art coming to life under the stars, only in Laguna Beach. Wow. Okay. You know what? That just about wraps it up for another edition of The Travel Guys. Finishing on a high note with Sharby and the Pageant of the Masters. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up today, Mark? Uh, No. You can find links to the Pageant of the Masters and to all of our guests to the new show in San Francisco. All that stuff at TravelGuysRadio.com. And remember to dance like nobody's watching. All right. Stay well, my friends. We'll see you next time right here on The Travel Guys.